What did you eat? Uh, we just made like a weird clusterfuck pasta thing with. Um, oh, okay. It was like sautéed. Uh, we had white eggplant and shallots and some bacon and uh, some green and orange peppers and these like beautiful like orange yellow tomatoes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then some like goat cheese stuffed ravioli. It was delightful. Yeah. It was a good meal. I had toast today. Sick. That was it. For the sake of saying so, the last show was a whole lot of yelling and screaming, and I was tweaking the compressors and stuff all the way through the show because you guys were really loud and everything was really loud. I may wind up tweaking the gain back up a little bit as we go unless we wind up getting rowdy again, so um, just for what it's worth there, Mr. Uh, Editor, you you might find a little variance there. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. That's what takes up most of my time is equalizing the shit. I will try to uh, minimize that. I'm going to kill off some fans here to kill some air. Dope, dope, cool, dope. I can do this while you do that. Yeah. Did that work? I don't know. We'll find out. I think I hit the microphone a little bit, so when I open this one, I'll do it close. All right, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Strange Exchange. Happy Monday. Happy whatever day it is when you're hearing this. <laughs> Clink. Chink. Clink. Well... <laughs> well, that beer's gone. F- yeah. <laughs> okay. Fucking chug fest over in this bitch. So, hi everyone. Uh, welcome uh to the Strange Exchange. Ah. Uh, oh shit. What is it? Episode eleven, and you keep saying the episode eleven. Yes. <laughs> welcome to a Strange Exchange with Seth and Lo and Compy. <laughs> that was a little creepy it's, yeah kind of wait did we get can we get like jim henson like puppet versions of all of ourselves and do a live podcast sometime with him? <laughs> i'm sure you can pay somebody to make you those can. things yeah. yeah trust me i've looked it up before that's like an episode 80 <laughs> goal like we're not there yet 11 double digits though i'll focus on trying to date a puppeteer for the the next weird career i date. i mean you're not far off I'm you not. had magician and clown, and that's next. Getting close. If I had a Muppet of me, I would actually, I would work the damn thing. That would be fun. It would be yeah. so much fun to have Muppet versions of ourselves. <laughs> I would, mine would have to come with like removable hair. Yeah, because it changes so much. It does. We would have so much fun with the outtakes episodes. Just to... <laughs> oh, making our like Muppets say horrible shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tell me Like about we it. don't say horrible shit on our Yeah, own. we would just, you know, force them to participate. Those poor, poor Muppets. This has been a weird week, guys. Yeah, everything's been really weird. I I asked you the other day if the transition out of Leo season is somehow more volatile than the actual season itself. Because it's been a wild week. It has. It's been like everything's been a really weird like vibe and energy. And I know we're not the only people feeling it. Like people who don't live in our approximate vicinity uh, have been feeling it too. Everyone I know has been having like a really strange couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of fitting to to podcast tonight. Uh, I, I think, I don't know. So I have had a fight with practically everybody I know this week. Damn. It's been, re- I mean, normally I have fights with people because I'm just kind of an asshole sometimes. But <laughs> I mean, this has been unusual asshole activity on my part, at least apparently. I mean, I, I want to think that everybody else has been just hyper often sensitive, but you know, it seems unlikely as often as it's happened. I don't know. It is weird because we're noticing it too. It's and noticeable. a lot of people we have talked to about it brought it up in the last couple of days. Yeah, it's there's something in the air. Are we finally just getting, all of us getting to the end of our rope with this whole political thing? Probably. And like, we really just can't take it anymore. We all just like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. 
Okay, I'm tired of it. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely a part of it. I feel like uh, living in in a timeline that feels as like broadly <laughs> dark as this one does is hard. And it's like I know a lot of people who, again, past couple of days aside, have like personally been doing like relatively well mm-hmm. in comparison to like I feel like in in as a whole. Um, wow. This, this phone has no service. And it's an unknown number. Wait, answer it, answer it, answer it, answer it. Speaker. Hello. That's not speaker. Nobody there. Good God. We were just talking about weird shit. No. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean it has no service? Like it's not connected to Wi-Fi or it completely Wait, on airplane on. mode? Turn it, turn it it's on. It's on airplane mode. Uh, you can see the little airplane thing. Well, it is connected to the Wi-Fi though. Yes. Can you it, get calls, oh, iPhone calls iPhone. over Wi-Fi? Do phone, do... Regular phone calls come through Wi-Fi. I don't Somebody think so. Somebody answer that for us. <laughs> there, yeah. I don't know. Because otherwise, like, this is terrifying, I and I need to go. Yeah, I'm, this podcast is over. We're done. <laughs> Episode 11 is it. It's been fun. I'm cashing in. I Thank am... you so much. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Play us out. Yeah, fuck this. I'm... Oh, God damn. Okay, so... um, Yeah, what's been going on? What What is happening? Why? Okay. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that... That exact sound is how I felt the past couple of days. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about some like particularly like weird shit. Yeah. Well, uh, last week I was on the train to Hollywood, and I looked to my left at one point, and there were two people with their backs to me. But from behind, it looks exactly like my sister and her wife, like down to my sister's wife's like body shape and my sister's uh, really terrible posture, like. <laughs> I hope you're not listening. Still love you. It's, sit up straight, bitch. Uh, <laughs> you're old enough to know this by now. Yeah. Your spine a- needs to go you're, up. You're married. Yeah. Like, pull it together. <laughs> anyway, the person who looked like my sister turned around and was a completely different race entirely, but from behind with like similar haircut and uh, baseball cap punch. No. Wow. But it was like the same, weirder, the same yeah. weird straight hair yeah. type. Yeah. Just, yeah. So interesting. And okay, speaking of doppelgangers, um, last night I was in the 7-Eleven down the street and I walked in and I, I granted I was a little stoned, but I walked in and I nearly ran into a small child who from the side resembled the child I nannied so much that I literally yeah. stepped back and audibly gasped like I was so like taken aback I was just like oh my god why is he here (laughs) and uh like I mean the like the hair was perfect he was like the exact same height as the last time I saw him which was actually my first indication that it wasn't him because I was like it's been a while like he's a a growing boy (laughs) um but I mean like same like gangly body shape like same type of clothing he would wear like it was a fucking uncanny and he was with like a uh, man I had never seen before, so immediately I got a little nervous. Yeah. I was just like, why are you in my neighborhood, and why are you with a strange man? Again, stoned. And uh, he finally turned around, and I saw his face, and it was fine, and it definitely wasn't the kid, but I was you know, a little freaked out, and the, the dad turned to him and said, come on, Logan, let's go. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 I want a refund. Yeah. I am done i want off this ride it's been fucking weird and i don't like it anymore yeah the funny thing about that was you were definitely texting me about it while it was happening <laughs> yeah. uh because you you were describing it and then the logan thing came up and it was just like wow that got way worse <laughs> like how <laughs> and, and when you were texting me i was 
on the same train right around the same stop as when I saw my sister's doppelganger. Just fucking bizarre timing. Yeah. The it was timing very weird. has been so weird. So you know you said Logan twice. She put her full name in the in the one with Morgan. So yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. fine. I, I I prefer to go by low uh, as far as show standards go. But I mean, like everyone can it's know a it's stage name. It's short for Logan. That's that's fine yeah. to know. <laughs> yeah, but I you'll do... never know what my name's short for. Sethwin. Setherino. No. Sethers. Sethabeth. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sethany. Oh. Speaking of Sethany, um, I remember one of our dear roommates uh, when he we had a house meeting like a couple of months after we moved in. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about roommates who had never met us before and stuff and how like we again, we come off kind of ambiguously like. Yeah. Um, and he came up and he was just like, I'm not going to lie for like the first month that I lived here. I didn't know which one of you was Logan and which one of you was Seth. Yeah. And that <laughs> and- was like four months after he moved in three or four months after he moved in yeah and i was just like buddy what (laughs) again did you think my name was sethany like (laughs) listen logan is a unisex name (laughs) it is i know it's hard to believe but it is seth on the other hand that is it's not a very typically male name i've never met a lady named seth so now you know what you like it for you need to name your first daughter no I'm not naming my first daughter <laughs> after you. I'm sorry. I'm not naming my first son. I'm not naming any of my children after you. <laughs> you could have just stopped it. I'm not naming any of my children because you. <laughs> I'm not going to have them. Kids. <laughs> yeah, we. I'll, I had this conversation uh, with somebody today as well about like having kids. Still, I'm still kind of on the fence about that. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I mean, okay, so I loved, again, I loved nannying and I loved like doing the preschool thing. And like, I love kids so much, like when I actually get a chance to like hang out with them. But like, I like giving them back at the end of the day and having my own. That's the best (laughs) thing about other people's kids. They don't have to go home with you. It's just like, you know, after eight hours with a small child, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm I'm done for the day. I can yeah. hear you take the child now and I don't have to deal with nightmares or potty training or. I'm going to go home and drink and masturbate. <laughs> right. You can have fun with your kids. See you later. <laughs> have fun with the bedtime stories and the constant interruptions to your sleep. <laughs> you know? Yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't There's know. that part of the fence. Yeah, yeah. But the other one is, again, I just, I like, I like kids so much. And I think, honestly, once I got past the horrible postpartum depression that I would abs, postpartum? Yeah. Uh, I would say if, it. not when, if you get past it. <laughs> if I get past it. Okay, yeah. I meant when is in, it's inevitable that I'll get postpartum depression. <laughs> so we're both on the same yeah, page yeah, yeah. here. I think if, I, eventually, I could probably be a decent parent. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, maybe I don't want to leave that up to chance. I, those are not great criteria to go right. into the game with. Yeah. I'm 24. I've got time to figure it out. I am I could freeze some eggs or something, <laughs> you know? But also, I don't really want to be pregnant. Yeah. I'm small. Well, you can hire people for that. Yeah, but I think I... I don't know. Adoption is cool. Yeah. Probably should do that, if anything. Yeah. Uh, I am also on the fence. I do enjoy children and and being a part of like we said when we were in Colorado helping them learn and grow and like teaching them things it's really fun because the natural curiosity is just something something I always had and still do have so it's nice to see a tiny human with such so many questions and I love questions and innocence like just the the purest questions too like just like why 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 (laughs) 
Sends you into existential crisis. That was my favorite question. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Stop. Too deep, man. Because. That's always the only answer for why. Because why? <laughs> yeah, but why? Because. 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 Why? Because. Why? Because. Why? Because. 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 Wow, this seems so familiar to me. <laughs> I'm having like flashbacks. <laughs> My nanny days. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. I'm a selfish human being so i also wouldn't mind having a kid that is like you know genetically mine and and something your kid I pass would, on your kid would be beautiful yeah you would have a very cute child well depends on who with no there's there's another 50 percent involved yeah sure but i think honestly i think you're cute <laughs> enough to make a cute kid like i, I don't think I didn't cute say is cute a dominant adult i said cute kid okay yeah so here's a question if you could just sprout another human without having to make, make 150% somebody else, would you do that? Yeah. I think so, yeah. No, no. Actually, no. <laughs> nope. I take that back. No. Wait, does it come out of a pimple? Because never mind. I don't want to ask about the, the method of extraction. Right. Is it a hundred? I mean, like at that point, it would ha- it can't be a hundred percent your own DNA. Well, I was going to say, It'd actually, be you, it yeah. could be. Yeah, and fuck you, that. No, but you already have one of those. I'm too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm a twin already. Fuck that. But like also, I, I'm already too much of a human to deal with on a regular basis. I don't think there need to be uh, <laughs> two of me. There should not be another mini one of me running around. I was a menace. But if you Although... had a chance, if you had a chance to run you, you know, you might be the person who Aww. could actually make a good you. I was going to say that oh. brings the valid question of like uh, environment or nature versus nurture. Exactly. It would be the exact same genetic person as you, but raised in a different time and raised knowing what you know and what you've experienced okay so this okay. is Kubert and uh, professor farnsworth essentially yeah 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 okay so you're also at that point actually this you're is raising like, yourself this is like the equivalent of like you know all of those like like facebook prompts and stuff that are like what's one thing you wish you would have heard as a teenager right. bitch that would be what their would whole you, life what would you tell your 16 year old self i would tell me all the shit i'd be like no listen i know this is where you're going don't do that okay listen you're gonna meet old men don't do that <laughs> i think that, i think that when you're young all the men are older that's yeah i mean i had opportunities to date people who were my age i just didn't often take them i guess i still yes. don't yes that's that's one of the problems for those guys yeah sorry everyone my age i right. just don't me <laughs> anyway yeah um, kids yeah kids uh yeah i don't know the whole the whole cloning thing is is a weird concept kids kids are weird i don't know we still got time. We've well, got tons of time. I mean, I wouldn't want to have a kid like right now in this universe. For sure. That's the other big thing is like the world that they're coming into is it's yeah. like right now we have. That's the really big part of that question is like, would you bring like, it's all about you. It's 100% your fault. You did it on purpose. You didn't like just have sex with somebody and suddenly wind up an unwilling, unwitting participant in this. Very difficult for me to do that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're getting there. But Science is getting there. But not impossible, okay? I'm just saying. In a different timeline. I did say very difficult. Did I say impossible? <laughs> difficult, yeah. but not impossible. So on some point or another, you've got to like deal with the, like, do you even do that in the first place? Do you want to? Is that uh, the, And is that the responsible decision to make? 
honestly I at think this almost, point. Almost never. <laughs> I agree. I think Unless you're somebody who's like stupid rich with lots of spare time in your hands and you're bored and you're thinking, you know what I'd really like to do is just like raise a kid. And I even then you probably got too much time on your hands and shouldn't be raising a kid. You need a cat. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just like uh, the, the way, yeah, we were talking about nature versus nurture. Like yeah. the way the kids are raised is really important and your parents screw you up more than anybody on the planet for sure. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I don't know. My childhood was like weird and kind of crazy, but like I, I wouldn't have it any other way, really. You know, right. like I, I know it wasn't perfect and my parents weren't rich and didn't have a lot of free time or anything, but like they did the best they could. And like, I love them lots. And I think everything kind of turned out fine and I'm better for my experiences. And also a rich kid with lots of time on his hands. Right. So, so it's not to say that, you know, having a rich lifestyle is the only way you should be having children because it, that invalidates most of the country's experience. <laughs> yeah, almost like all the 99%, <laughs> maybe. Pretty much nobody's born that way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's important too. But I don't want to have children until I'm in a very financially stable place and then I'll actually consider it. Now Agreed. it's just like a, definitely not <laughs> now. No. Maybe someday. Not in this universe. Not in this timeline. Are we in B or is it more like a C, D, maybe flunking situation? Well, okay. So, see, you, you pass, keep, fail, great. How are we? Yeah. Are we, <laughs> are we uh, this is where my confusion lies. You guys keep labeling them as like, not like, like letter universes. So, are we like in universe like A, B, C, D, E, F, that kind of thing? Or are we numbering them by number, which is what I do? That is typically how you number things. Numbering yeah. by number. <laughs> we were <Band> alphabetizing. <laughs> Yes. Um, I guess we were technically grading on a scale. Okay, I would and that was my A other... is like you know top dog That's universe, the great universe, killing it, utopian, everything's peaceful and harmonious. I can't imagine this is. B. We're not. We're not that close to A. We can't be. I can't. No, we can't. We can't be B. Be. <laughs> we can't be. I I would say we're probably. We've got to be close to like this universe is fucking with me. C or D. <laughs> you aren't doing this on purpose, are you, Compi? <laughs> No, what? Playing with a Rubik's Cube. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, uh, because I, I watched like... The Pursuit of Happiness today, and that was one of the things that got Will Smith his job in, uh, yeah. Wait, really? He solved a Rubik's Cube in uh, the backseat of a taxi. Why did you watch that today? There's nothing else on TV, and I wanted something on in the background, but then I remembered how good it is. It's uh, That was filmed down the street from my school when I was at OSA. Just <laughs> random fact. All right, so there we go. I we saw... got all three. <laughs> More coincidences, damn. I saw I saw Will Smith in Will and... It's Jaden, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Will and Jaden Smith. I saw both of them like IRL when I was like in sixth grade or whatever. Nice. Yeah, kind while of interesting. While they were filming that movie. Yeah, while they were filming that movie. I, I legit just saw it sitting here on my workbench and just started fiddling with it. Sorry. <laughs> Amazing. The simulation is incredible. What the fuck is going on? So what about this thing you posted up on Twitter about the 101-year-old Italian woman who just gave birth to her, like, 800th child or something? What? It, it's not real. I, I think if you click on the actual tweet I quoted and, like, scroll down even three tweets, there's, like, oh, this is fake. Here's Snopes. what this was. Yeah. Okay, that's good, because it seemed like this is this seems impossible on several different levels. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I'm not also a band name. Several different levels. Several different levels. <laughs> it just that that the the whole notion of that being even possible seemed. No, no, that doesn't seem it, possible. It's impossible. But 
It's one of those like simulation glitches where you're like, I, I, I kind of believe it. At this point, I'm kind of willing to believe most <laughs> bullshit. Like, honestly, I have the shit that passes through my Facebook timeline that six months ago I was like, yeah, that's mm. that, that's got to be fake. I'm now just like, well, fuck it. Who? Guess what I learned this week. <laughs> the Internet's a dangerous place, everyone. Well, I just thought that it would seem like they were really going for it to say she was 101. I mean, you could have gone with like 71 and been like possibly wow. in the realm of possibility, you know. Yeah. But- and still been wild. Like, yeah, holy it's shit. Still, it's still a lot, yeah. I mean, I think the actual world record is like 67. The youngest... Children or the age at which a child was... The age for, uh, for which giving birth to a natural uh, pregnancy. Yeah, men... Uh, I'm sure men hold uh, the the record for how many kids had. Probably. I mean, definitely. <laughs> how about our roommate's dad who has like 48 children or oh, something but he was a sperm donor that's different uh, i don't know about yeah. i mean it's it's not it is, it's <laughs> n- really not different you're right it's not you're putting more kids out there more than you would you're making people on happy your own. you're making people happy you are especially people who <laughs> right you know, especially like, people who can't can't know, do conceive. it or like you know yeah at the same time it's really it is the like shortcut to the idiocracy i mean let's face it yeah these are people who literally can't breed you know, on their own, they can't find a natural mate, and they're like, "I think I'm gonna go ahead and have kids anyway." So I'll just find myself sperm donor, and bada boom, bada bing. Oh, that's me. I know you're doing like the Darwin approach here, but like, oh, there are so many people who just like naturally can't conceive, and that's like really hard for them. So I they mean, need that's how option. nature's always been until we've decided we've we have this societal thing now about having kids. And I, yeah, I guess we do see it as like a right and not a privilege. Right. Oh, that's an interesting. Oh. Well, no, but that's not, I mean, because the truth is whenever you find a woman who's like, I don't care that I don't have a partner, I still want to raise child. I want to have a child and bring a child in the world. And that's a good and laudable thing. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's a little unusual that we have a place in time where you can go down to the store and buy a dad like a box, a box of French fries. But and you don't you, put French do fries that? up there. <laughs> and where do you do this? You can buy the a sperm store. <laughs> Clearly, the same place you go get paid to jerk. Apparently, buying a dad. <laughs> do that's they do it in the same building? Or is there like a, like a different br- a back entrance. door and a front door? <laughs> oh, I know which one the back door is for. <laughs> the wankas. Yeah, but you're buying DNA, not a dad. That's a very important <laughs> distinction to make. It's not like the whole our roommate situation where she like reached out and like managed to connect with the sperm donor, and like he was cool with having a relationship. For the most part, that's not a thing. It's just well, it depends on the donor for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the donor can choose to remain anonymous. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like which is also kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the anonymous section of our sperm bank. <laughs> you get a. I think they have descriptions. You get fifty percent off for any <laughs> any of these vials. We here. dropped them on the floor. We don't know whose they were. <laughs> Mixed a couple of them together. <laughs> like whatever. You just it's kind of it's, a potluck. Yeah, exactly. It's like a it's playing Russian roulette with your ovaries. It'll be fun. <laughs> the checks mix of semen. Spin the big racial wheel. God, these are all so gross. <laughs> This is a horrible what conversation. What else we got? What else we got? Uh, the fucking wheel of fortune of sperm donors. Bankrupt. What if some of them are shooting blank? Blankrupt, bitch. Blankrupt. Blankrupt. Damn it. <laughs> Fucked. All right, let's move on from the sperm donor conversation. We are still are sure? talking about children. It's an interesting subject for the gay mafia. Right. Then, yeah. That's a very specific perspective. <laughs> we need to stop that. Next. <laughs> Arrow noise. That was it, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, so the universe is 
doing its thing. So is there, I know somebody out there probably knows that sometime around the end of August, the last week of August, that like, I don't know, Mer- Mercury went retrograde or some shit like that. Is that what like it that. is? I don't know. It Somebody does, it does so though. much. There's so many people who know this. I mean, I, I, there's, and every time the, the moon goes full, it's some kind of new moon that only happens every 35 years or some dumb shit like that. So I don't even right. really know what to think anymore when I see that stuff. I'm but like, then does any of that matter? Because we're literally never in the same space in the universe ever. Because we are also moving around the Milky Way, which is also moving, blah, 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 and everything's moving away from each other. Well, the the reason that we have uh, astrology and all of those things is because humans are like all animals we we do patterns that's, that's all true. we do we recognize patterns and when you see things that happen over and over in the sky you associate them with things that happen on earth and weird shit happens and when we're sitting here talking about something like everybody has been extremely weird this week well, that's right up astrology's alley i mean it is yeah. and like okay i want to take a second to actually like discuss astrology for a second because like i don't put a, a like a ton of merit into it right, especially same. not like zodiac signs they're fun to like talk about and think about and like we make lots of jokes and we have we, we talked have about talked about it leo yeah. season and uh you know it's like i whatever it's fun to think about but i think a lot of the thing with it's not only finding patterns and stuff but it's also seeking some sort of answer from it is it's like okay yeah. we all want to believe that this isn't like it can't possibly just be this random fucking thing it's like why a lot of people turn to religion as well that's just a more like you know specific organized form of it so that's a good question for me though i i actually want it to be random i'm very comfortable knowing that the universe is an entirely random and although it's it seems like you know there's got to be a reason for this and everything happens for a reason all that shit seems really comfortable to say and feel at the same time i'm also very comfortable with the notion that no there is absolutely no reason that bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people it's just that there's no reason for anything and i find comfort in that and i i've always been bothered by the fact that other people's religious perspectives gives them the same exact feeling of comfort while providing exactly the opposite perspective right i like that but also again back to just the natural curiosity i'm like okay we need to know all the things right (laughs) all the things we we being me yeah i I, need to know how this shit's working and and i think that's a huge part of it and i i understand how you take comfort in in the notion that it is all just random and there is kind of nothing that you can do about it because it it's like it's a similar comfort just in a like radically different way. So on one side you have like basically nothing I have, like nothing I do and nothing that happens to me ultimately will bear any consequence because we all die in the end and none of this matters. But then on the other hand you have, no, everything happens for a reason and we all are here and like something is like we're, it's supposed to be this way because we go back to that fucking because Dot, dot, because. dot. It's so much easier to be inspired by things when, when you look at them and you go, you know, all, we're, we all met for a reason. We're here in this place doing yep. these things for a reason. And it, it gives you a, a sort of not only a sense of continuity about things, but also a sense of propriety and just, justice. You know, it's like I'm doing this on purpose. Yeah. Purpose. Yeah. And it can be hard to find purpose with that perspective as well. So that works. Especially in a random universe, you know? I mean, that's the whole thing about the B universe is like you start feeling like we were talking about earlier, like if there are multiple universes and everything, and if we are grading this, then like is there, if this is the best universe, 
That's Ooh. not great. No. But this this really can't be the worst universe. I no. mean, I don't see that either. I think we've got to be, yeah, like C minus D territory. <laughs> yeah. I really do. I think generally. Like subpar. Yeah, we're like, we're not passing for sure, or we're <laughs> barely passing. Just scraping along. If it's a pass-fail situation, we might be in trouble. Yes. Because, like, I think We're that, teetering on the end. Well, I think that's what it is, too, with the whole planet falling apart and everything. It's like, there's a there's a good chance that we're going to kill off 90%, 90 plus percent of the human population in the next couple of hundred years and not through war just through fucking up the petri dish man yeah it's getting hot in here it's getting hot in here so hot this petri dish is warm i am getting so warm something global warming (laughs) so i was talking to my bandmate today and they were telling me that a friend of theirs like doesn't consider themselves an environmentalist because she uh she like she's just like okay well this is all going to be like gone in a couple hundred years like you know like humans are going to kill themselves off and the planet is going to repopulate itself it might take another couple of hundred years but it'll do the same thing that it did before you know like it'll overcome it and like blah 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 blah. so she like she was like (sighs) this is what irritated me she was just like yeah the only reason like she still recycles and she still throws her trash out and stuff, but it's only because she feels a societal pressure to do so. And I was like, she feels a societal pressure to not throw her trash on the fucking ground. Right. Like, fuck that. I'm sorry. Take some responsibility for yourself. And like, I know it's not like that big of like, you're not making a huge impact, but if everybody thought that way and was just like, fuck you, I don't have to throw my trash in a trash can because a lot of people do. But if more did, We'd be done in 20 years tops. That's kind of what you get to when you start talking about atheism, especially around religious people who ask, well, if you're atheist, then there's no good and bad, right? And, and it's, no morals. It's, cleanly, it's clearly and cleanly not an issue that works that way, but people still confuse it and think that without some sort of like religious rudder, then somehow or another it's okay to throw your shit on the ground because fuck it, who cares? And that to me, that that makes it actually just that much more noble when you do something like, you know what, I'm going to just pick that shit up off the ground that somebody else left and throw it in the trash can because I can. Because why? Because you didn't have to. It really is truly not going to fucking matter. We are all going to die. It's all going to be fucking terrible. And there's no hope. There is no future. There's no hope. We're all going to die. But you should still do your best. But but I'm still going to pick the trash up off the bike path because it's fucking, that could hurt somebody. Yeah, or an animal or, I don't know, just like it fucking sits on the goddamn ground and doesn't go anywhere for 30 years. That's also infuriating. I don't want to walk a, along like a pretty na- like mountain path and stuff and see it littered in trash. That's Well, sucks. we do. And often, unfortunately. There's always a dichotomy of things. Whenever you're talking about a subject and it seems like really easy to agree and get on board with things like trash. <laughs> I, it, I saw a post on the Book of Faces the other day where somebody was posting up oh, this thing goes on top of your jar and it opens your jars with the push of a button and a bunch of people were busting on it. Oh, it's just more trash to wind up in the landfill and blah, 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 blah. And everybody like literally bandwagoned and it was like, it was kind of a funny thread until somebody came up and said, 
Uh, just to point out to you guys that this is really for disabled people, and they don't yeah. put disabled people in commercials because it cuts down on sales. But you know, fuck you very much for your ableist comments. And it right. was it was really sobering right in the middle of this whole thing. It's like, well, okay, I guess we don't all feel so great about suddenly talking trash about well, this, right? Know? And it's the same with how everyone reacted with the straws. The straws, yeah. Very ableist mindset to completely ban plastic straws. It is because it's inconvenient to carry one around. I did actually bring a plastic straw to work with me to use and they're hard to clean and they're not like super easy to carry around with you so it's like a plastic straw would be nice if i needed it it's especially important that those the bendy straws are available those are the ones that people need well and that's the thing is it's just like you know we we always have to take a step back and like look at it from that perspective because yeah you know a lot of us saw it as an overall win you know, we were like, okay, cool. You're banning a single-use plastic item that gets tossed in the trash and right. accumulates like tons of garbage every year. There are still uh, two other single-use plastic items involved in a right. lot of that. But exactly. We got rid of baby, one third of baby them. steps. We were taking baby steps, and it's just like it did. It took me, you know, like seeing all of these testaments from disabled people and stuff. We were just like, yeah, I obviously literally could not drink my drink elsewise, and this makes it impossible for me to do so and it, it did it made me step back for a second and it's like i can personally just ask for no straw right and that's what i do is when people give me like a disposable cup at a place i just don't take a lid and i don't take a straw that's it yeah you don't have to ban them entirely because they're still going to exist and people still need them. And I think we're talking about the Starbucks thing, and which yeah. the worst part of it really turned out to be that the they're... The No, they're actually... True, though. The, the reason that they're stopping the straws is because they have a new product, the flavored straws, which are edible. What? Edible flavored straws that come in a plastic wrapper, single-use yep. plastic... But you have to buy them. Probably, yes. Yeah. But you can See, buy them still... to, so you can like sip, you, you can have a flavored coffee straw and then eat the straw when it's over or some shit like this. I but it comes see... in a single use And it comes in a plastic wrapper. <laughs> so, like, uh, wait a minute, guys. You're not fooling anybody with this. Yay, we fixed it. That should be Starbucks motto. Yay, Yay we, we fixed, fixed it. TM. TM. Kind of. TM. Shrug emoji. Shrug emoji. TM. Fuck. God. Uh, hashtag not a sponsor. All right, let's let's move on to something a little bit more fun for a second. Like the uh, the other day, we went and saw a friend's band play. Yeah, and it was so much fun. We had such always. a good time. Always, 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 always. If you follow, actually, either one of us on social media, you are aware of Joy Downer. Yes, yes, Joy Downer. Some, some beautiful people. We saw them uh, perform. We've seen them perform a lot. We've been to most of the shows that. They've done in LA, in LA, basically, for sure. And uh, it's been really fun to watch them grow. I, I specifically said that to them because they played yeah. a song, like the first, the first show we saw of them. They played one of their songs, and they played it again tonight. God and damn it! The song even has grown from what they have out on Spotify. Yep. So go look up Joy Downer on Spotify. Listen to God Damn It, and imagine that song evolving from, you know, just a guy and a guitar and a looper and a singer to like full band performance with sparkly ass outfit dance moves that like she acted out every song she performed, she performed. it was amazing uh, it actually it's it's one of those things that like i love like I, I feel really awkward like in my own skin a lot of the time on stage mm-hmm. like I, I i don't try to but like if i'm just singing i've like just just stand and move my hands a little bit 
And I was like, the whole time I was watching Joy perform, I was just like, dang, she is so like into it. And she's so and it like, was fun. she's such an artist about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so, so, so good. She's a performer in and of herself. And then, of course, we've got like Jeffrey on uh, guitar and like electronics and stuff who fucking kills it every time. And they've got Jordan, Jordan on, on drums, drums, who is just a fucking total crazy, amazing babe who just like Incredible. crushes the drums. Well, and she's also in a band called Trackless, which I shot at Troubadour once. Yeah, yeah. And that was a really fun show. So, uh, yeah, shout out to uh, at Joy Downer. And at Jordan West. And <laughs> <laughs> at uh, Troubadour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At all, all, all those things. places. Um, yeah, I did. I did want to take a second. I mean, we're, you know, we record this at the Musicians Loft Studios. That is true. And we have a bunch of musicians who live with us and stuff. And I, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of shout out a couple of not necessarily local to L.A. bands, but just like small bands that I've seen perform live. If that's cool with you guys. Do it. Uh, so one of the bands that I wanted to mention, actually, that I've been uh, re-listening to a lot recently, uh, they're called Decker. They're from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, they've played with a lot of my friends' bands in Arizona. They've also played with Joy Downer before. Um, and uh, Compi, <clears throat> Compi and I saw them at uh, Silver Lake uh, Lounge. Uh, on that accident. Was, that was the night of the dick flashing, wasn't it? That was the night of the dick yeah. flashing. That was. Flashback saw... to episode one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was the night we saw Decker. Uh, they're really, really great. They're on Spotify and whatever. Um, super great band. Um, another one I wanted to shout out, uh, one of our former roommates, Josh, he has a band here in LA called Gen Z. I actually personally haven't seen them live, but I know the two of you have. Yeah. They were at the uh, downtown, right? Like the five, the five star, star bar. bar. Five star, yeah, that's it. Next to the downtown theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we went with a couple of roommates, so we just kind of hung out. and. It was actually a good show. The the my I love that venue, by the way. If you got a chance to go see somebody at the five star, you should, get, you should avail yourself of that because... The five star is probably not going to be around that much longer anyway. From what I hear, they're going to uh, demolish all of that block, and there'll be a large new building there with a lot of residences, and only the Paradiso place on the corner will still be there after. Hmm. And I'm sure no affordable living spaces. The city laws prevent people from building with none. You usually have to build 10% affordable. It usually winds up being affordable senior because that's the easiest thing for people to sell their other spaces with when they tell people oh the senior affordable and they find out it's just affordable affordable they don't like that so but anyway it's it's a requirement and typically the city before they permit stuff they negotiate things because they want to build it higher than they're supposed to or bigger or whatever and they say okay fine but you got to do more affordables but the truth is it doesn't really make a big dent in things because most of them do get taken up you know by uh seniors but it's still with housing the important thing is more housing not rich poor whatever the more housing we get the better more affordable and low income is what we need and there's not a place for that really in downtown but uh definitely could could branch out a little bit from you know central downtown to where the land is a little cheaper and making start doing that thing making any housing in la is a good thing we take anything we can get at this point because it just you know if anything it'll you know stave off get everybody else getting pushed out of where they are already build up we have a not unlimited space upward but but plenty of space upward and now a word from our sponsor phone sex that's two words fuck off Come with me 
Okay, what happened, Seth? I don't know. He said he'd be in here soon. Oh, speak of the devil and he shall appear. Yep, that's how I work. Yeah, what the fuck is with this universe? Wait, what universe we were are we in? We we're going to talk about... Uh, what scale are we on? Yeah. You wanted numbers. We got letter I, grades. I, did, I mean, I just a think to Z, of... maybe. Again, uh, my, my whole thing is I always just think of the, the community episode. You know, with, you roll the yeah. die and you've just created, six. yeah, five parallel universes. Mm-hmm. Six different timelines is what he said. So I like to go based on that theory, <laughs> I guess. So, well, I think that Mr. Harmon taught us that this is C-137, right? Right. Wow, it's a different Dan Harmon rule. It on is. the parallel well, it, universe theory. It's a multiverse theory is what it is. And yeah. six is very simplistic. And there are way too many variables in what happens every single moment everywhere on this planet. Every time you make a decision. The butterfly effect. It's like literally the flap of a butterfly's wing could change the course of a universe. So every every possibility that ever existed can and will in Exist. the multiverse. Are we, yeah. are, we going to, are we going to go into a discussion about philosophy? I mean... Because there's a fuck it up. I guess so. The whole free will thing is one has always been one of my favorites. Because I like to think that free will is available to us, but it's much more interesting to me to think that free will is actually not available, and not because God already taught decided what we're going to do or how things are going to happen, but just because if you could recreate the universe and recreate your life and kick it off from the same point exactly the same way and everything happened, you would make exactly the same decisions because that's the only way you're equipped to decide. Those are the things that you choose and how you weigh things. And it's like, yes, you have free will to be you and do exactly what you're going to do every time in every universe. There's a really interesting sort of thought process that goes into what is it that makes your ability to decide? Is it, do you really have the ability to choose or are you just going to choose the same way based on your criteria and is that fate then right exactly we can go back to two different things here which is nature versus nurture Mm -hmm. versus the whole idea we were talking earlier about how like you know like whether everything is random or whether everything happens for a reason like everything exists with purpose in free will philosophy there's two basic schools of thought one is determinism and one is uh Oh, come on, I had the word a second ago. Uh, the other one is is it's just causality. Things happen because mm-hmm. they happen, and the other one is like it's determined ahead of time. Everybody has a position they take on it, whether they're exclusive or they're not exclusive, where you can have a universe where it's possible to choose some things and not everything versus a universe where you literally have no choice or a universe where you always have a choice. And there's a mixture of these things that seem to, when you, you read different, different philosophers, especially from different eras, and they have different takes on it. It's really a, a, a quite an interesting p- part of philosophy. And it's, it's, it's not something that, at first everybody thinks, well, of course I've got free will. I can choose whatever I want to do. Like, right. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I guess my question at this point is, I mean, like you said earlier that you do kind of believe that everything is random and like nothing happens for a reason. So at that point, do you believe in like the that, that whole theory? It's like, do, do you believe in free will? Well, randomness is a, is a, only apparent. It's a perspective thing, and that's where you start getting into, you know, relativism and, you know, yeah. whether or not it's all actually... Pers- it's kind of a slippery slope. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a rabbit hole. It's a, it's a diff- difficult conversation. That's why philosophers have argued for years, and one of the favorite things of philosophers is drink. So, here's to drink. We're out. 
Yep. We're empty. Empty. No wonder we're talking so well. We have not got enough beer in the house. <laughs> the bizarre thing about the idea of free will is is exactly that. Like, you know, you go back and you think about like, okay, would you make the same decisions every single time because that's how you're predisposed? Because that does kind of negate the idea of free will in and of itself. Yeah. Is like, you really don't. Because again, at that point, everything kind of happens for a reason. Those two theories coincide. So here's what's going to really cook your noodle. Al dente, please. <laughs> We're always thinking about, you know, oh, well, I brought free will, blah, blah, blah. It's, let's take it one step bigger and say, does humanity have free will? Because that's the thing, you know, we've been talking about the universe and whether we're the A, B, C, D, F, whatever, pass-fail universe. One, two, three, four, five, six, darkest timeline, all of the above. So let's talk about, like, well, what's what, what, what we really think the future holds. And I'm not even talking about the 2020 elections or anything like that. I'm talking about, do we feel like humans are going to really get their stuff in one song? Do they even have nope. the ability to choose that? The leading edge of our culture, and I hesitate to say it's world culture, but at least American Western culture, the leading edge of it, seems to be progressing towards a point of accountability on a lot of different levels that were not even imagined even 10 or 15 years ago. Right. So there's some prog there's some progress going on in society. I think there's always a portion of it that's evolving and moving ahead. The problem is that society's basic purpose, as far as I can tell is to do exactly that and to bring accountability to everything. It started with slavery and the whole peasant thing, and we moved out of medieval times and into a place where people could own property, and things have progressed steadily towards, for lack of a better term, towards liberalism. Mm -hmm. And it's really complicated because one of the things that so much of our society does is sit around and say, well, you know, we need to say the way we are. Conservatism is all about let's not change. Right. Things were always better in the past. Everything gets worse in the future. And that's what bothers me about letting conservatives run the world is that the, from my perspective, and I could be wrong, but I, from what I can tell, conservative philosophy is essentially that everything was better when I was a kid. Every change is getting making things worse. We need to stop changing and we need to go backwards because things are getting worse. So it's funny what they're trying to do is literally preserve their ideals until the end of humanity they're trying to keep that set in stone while they're also like you know destroying the planet so when we go out in a fiery bomb apocalypse their ideals will still be intact intact at that point so they they have succeeded as we try to as we try to figure out what's going to happen to us next you know we always are concentrating on things like the minutia oh we got to get them some some Republicans voted out and some Democrats in and blah, blah, blah. The reality is like what we really need to be trying to figure out is like, how are we going to like save this fucking planet? Yeah. That's my we're thing. Fucking bad off, man. I do, Well, the thing I don't, I honestly do not believe it's possible to save. The planet. I think we're like, we're over the edge. We've teetered over. We are yeah. in free fall. We are in free fall. And the only thing that we can do at this point is kind of prolong the inevitable and we yeah. can try and better ourselves. And maybe with a big enough reversal, we could like you know start to turn back some of the things that we've done but I don't think it's ever going to revert back to the way that it was and unless we start acting immediately right fucking now it's not going to happen at all 
right. will die off. Well, that's, I mean, so, f- but a lot of people around, a lot of people around you on this, because we live in Los Angeles in this societal bubble on the cutting edge of things, there are a lot of people who are doing things like that, like not having kids and not yeah. driving cars and Small eating protest. vegan and all that stuff. Well, all these little things are, they start in places like LA and they branch out to other people. They rub off on other people, not because people are like, I want to be cool like at people in LA, but because eventually people start going, you know, this is kind of a good idea. Right. It's like this weird thing going on right now, the uh, Whole30. Oh, Whole30. I've been listening to this thing going around lately where people are eating nothing but like actual food. Right. What? Hold on. Someone, I'm sorry. Someone needs to backtrack. I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? What the fuck is the Whole30? I know about the lady who was kidnapped and like in hand restraints ringing doorbells at fucking three o'clock in the morning in Texas. But I don't know this. Compy, you have the Google machine. What uh, the fuck is the whole 30? I have a fairly good idea just from what I've heard. But it's essentially a sort of cleanse where you cut out like grains and legumes and sugar and even like sugar substitutes. Basically, and you only and, eat whole foods. You yeah. can eat a tomato, but you don't eat ketchup. You eat food that looks like the actual food and you don't eat anything processed. No bread, no nothing. Right. No dairy. It's an interesting take on things because it... Like, for a long time, I've always said I like my food to look as much like it's supposed to, like it started mm-hmm. as possible. Sure. And I want a lot of different colors. And as long as you know, most of my food isn't brown, I'm pretty happy. Sure. But there are also plenty of healthy foods that come in brown and beige shades. There are plenty of healthy foods. A lot of, well, I, I guess. I don't think the point was specifically brown. I think it was. Yeah, the point was more that it's you want variety. You want a lot of different things on Why your plate. Why are legumes yeah. not, beans are great. I could be off on this too. I've only seen it per through you have the doing. Google. Yeah, I, I, I don't. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? I don't care that much. Okay. Well, that's that's the general gist, and apparently it's torture. But it's the same sort of idea. All of us, it, all of us here in LA, doing our weird little things, and like, uh, it's it starts with a lot of stuff like the you know people complaining about Louis C.K.'s comeback was so lame and pathetic. He really should have just not done it. Please go back to where you came from because this comeback is no good. Well, and I, that that's kind of the the point that I was more approaching was it. It is more of like a like a big picture type of thing. It's not specific to Louis C.K. He just happens to be the example available. But it's just like, you know, it's been like nine months maybe. Yeah, it's, it's real. It's way too fucking soon. Way too fucking soon. Uh, well, any time is too soon. Really. Right. And Well, and that's the thing is like, you know, a, a bunch of male comedians, including Michael Che and Michael Ian Black, which are like are people that I really do admire, but they specifically came out like really hard in defense of Louis C.K. and it made it really difficult for me to continue to support them because it was right. like a like and both of them started with like oh I know I'm gonna get shit for this but like how long do we have to punish men for their misdeeds literally and the forever uh, both of them compared the 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 things that Louis C.K. did to the other stuff that's been brought up in the Me Too movement and they were just like okay so he masturbated in front of a handful of women who didn't want them to masturbate in front of him but uh at the same time they you know like that's different than harvey weinstein raping people that's different than woody allen that's different than blah 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 blah. and they're right there is a spectrum i mean it's asking for a definition and strictly like 
placing lines on the spectrum where it's just like, no, you shouldn't be it's, on the spectrum. You shouldn't be on the spectrum at all. At all. Exactly. And that is a point this of it. This is a bad spectrum. It's not a spectrum right. you want to participate in. And just because you fall lower on the spectrum doesn't make you any less of a fucking shitbagger or creep. Right. That still means that. I was thinking fuckwad, but I, I like that. Shitbag, shit yeah. fuckwad, creepo, whatever. T- t- fucking D all of the above. <laughs> like, it just makes you a fucking terrible human being. And that does mean that at some point in your life, even if you don't currently agree with it, you viewed a woman as your own sexual conquest and not nothing else. And so basically the whole argument has been kind of like the the past week or so has just been like, okay, so what, like how much time does it take? And like, I don't know the answer to that, but I know moving forward, like with, with the Me Too movement, with everything, just kind of in general, the whole activity going forward as a human population as a whole, you know? The, the whole purpose is to take a step back and we do need to like kind of take into account like what kind of reconciliation do they have available to them and what do we view as like appropriate rehabilitation for these people as opposed to just being like I showed up at a comedy night and I got a standing right. ovation before I even started even though it's been eight months since I was publicly accused by five different women of sexual misconduct. Yeah. That's too the re- soon. The reality is that the, the there's a very simple answer to how long is as long enough. We'll let you know. Because the truth is that there's there has to be a not only does there need to be a contrite admission that comes across from them, but there also needs to be an appropriate time of just like you know what, go the fuck away, 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 you know, go away. You do something else. Don't don't try to fucking waste our time with this. Nobody wants to look at you. Nobody wants to talk to you. I love Louis C.K. And I'm like, you said a second ago in front of a few women who didn't want, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and say that the number of women who want Louis C.K. to masturbate in front of them is really almost none. Well, and the big problem of that as well is like, even in his apology, the only thing that he acknowledged was he was just like, I didn't realize that uh, just asking before I did it wasn't enough. He didn't receive right. consent in any of those occasions. He just asked if he could. Are you serious? Wait, who is it? Drew. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I answered that. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to set it right there. and. Uh... Anyway, going forward in all of this, I feel like um, on the feminist side of things and on the whole subject of like sexual assault of uh, non-male people, uh, this is a huge facet of it going forward. Is it's, yep. it's a huge part of our culture right now because we really don't know what the appropriate amount of time is or what the quote-unquote punishment should be for somebody's actions. I, I was going to say, I did see a tweet uh, recently that listed things that would be steps toward reconciliation if you will and i mean things like personal and private apologies apologies a a conversation had at the very least if it's not you know detrimental to the victim obviously uh but that and you know reparations financially if there's like emotional distress i mean there's it, there are there, a lot there, of were, there were a list of things and there's there's a lot of things that can be done and and it's all very individual it's on a very individual basis but i wasn't even thinking that cuz 
when we were talking about the future, I was like, uh, the planet's going to be over soon. So who cares what's <laughs> happening in society? So you imagine the fiery apocalypse. I yeah, just imagine coming. the next 10 years right. of like, oh, um, what do I we love have to... that you looked at your wrist. 10 years, my year watch. <laughs> it's interesting that I, it's sad that you guys have such a uh, pessimistic view of the future. Because the truth is that I don't really think that anything, sh- I don't think anything short of a meteorite is actually going to eliminate human life on this planet the truth of the matter is that humans will survive even if it's a small pocket of them living in a really nice tropical part of northern russia right you know they will survive those exist they will <laughs> they will <laughs> i think it's uh disappointing to see you guys like feel like things are over I mean, my my opinion that the the way that things go forward the the world that we've known the world that I grew up in the world that you guys were born into I think that a lot of that's over I think that the future is going to change drastically but I don't think that it's going to be as well all right let me rephrase that after about five or six billion people die it won't be that bad <laughs> okay and see that's that's the point where I'm see? at I and don't... I'm likely to be one of those five or six billion yeah me too but uh, you know I don't I don't think that the future is necessarily like bleak I just think that the near future is for all of us Jesus for the Christ love of God why are you so popular today? Uh, this is the handyman who's upstairs putting the vents in y'all's floor. So I thought oh. we finished. Yeah, what the fuck? It's like 9.30. Hey, Alan, you're on the air. Welcome to a strange exchange. Not on the air. What's going on? All right, well, let me know when, you, let me know when you're headed back then. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, bye. Sorry, folks. I couldn't get that through the speaker because he was in the stairwell and it was bad. Oh, so is he done? Not quite. Apparently, he's going to come back tomorrow with some straps and stuff. So, Cool. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. So my last thing was, I just wanted to say, I don't think that our like future future is bleak. I do think that the immediate future is. Um, and I do think that like, you know, the whole cliche phrase, it's always darkest before the dawn. I don't think that we've hit that yet. I don't think we've hit rock bottom. It and just I, feels so dark. And I does. don't think it can get darker. And then it does. It will. And it will continue to. And we will get. But that's the thing is I, I really do firmly believe that like we will hit rock bottom and everything will go to fucking hell for a little bit. And I do think that we will come out on top and okay at the end of it. it you're right. It will probably cost a lot of lives. I think a war is on our fucking... I don't think war's, I don't think war is the thing that's going to happen. No? My expect- really? My, honestly, what I see is happening most likely is the collapse of the United States. Yeah. And that will be... I mean, it will be exactly exactly parallel to the same thing that happened in the Soviet Union. I mean, it should be really interesting. If you want to look at it from that perspective, at least the future will have some, like, really crazy stuff going on. It's always going to be interesting. That's for sure. A dull moment in the apocalypse. (laughs) Well, and like I said, the, the best part of it is that, you know, if you had to be anywhere on the planet in this particular universe right now, being in California is not the worst. You're it's right. not the worst. Again, we're not in the darkest timeline. We're just close to it. How do we wrap it up, by the way? Do we have like an outro? No, I, th- I think that's just all we've got this time. We'll be back. We'll be back next week. You can uh, you can reach uh, you. Oh, pointing works. Yeah. <laughs> very relevant for a podcast you can reach seth at oh yeah let's all just plug each other yeah i don't know each other's okay damn i got you you can reach seth on pretty much all social media at seth 7123 and you'll find low at little foot low on everything as well everything 
This is brought to you by the Musicians Loft Studio, which you'll find at at Lost Musicians on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Loft Musicians. All right, guys. Cool. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, don't litter. Uh, do Twitter. Don't litter. Do Twitter. I disagree with that. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Well, you will be back. You'll be, sure. back. be back. It drags <laughs> me back every single time, but you know, uh, don't litter. I think that's my my message for today. <laughs> it's not a laughing matter. I'm serious. Don't litter. It's bad for the environment. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.